Yeah, so coming at you live from a, a Lime Electric Scooter, this is Jason K. And this is Jason M. And this is Context Free. This is the podcast where we talk about video games, board games, mobile games, retro games, role-playing games, you name it, we'll play it, we'll talk about it. And it's we, not it's not the frog of love. No, but talk about playing just about anything. Mm. We we uh, we just had a little session here of fog of love. Well, there was a there was a ten minute <laughs> sequence at the beginning to try to get the box open. That's the intro. That was yeah. It's it's uh you know it's a relationship test. That's what it is. It's a romantic comedy as a board game. That's the subtitle. Mm. No colon. Mm. Um, the box is at least my box is really really friggin' difficult to yeah, open I mean, yeah, we yeah. use two cheese knives mm-hmm. and your immense strength and me pulling on the box yeah yeah to, it, to uh, pry it open it only took 10 minutes i'm not sure i'm gonna put that the box no. back it's kind of what, what would you call this style of box uh i don't think it would be appropriate for the style of show for me to, to answer that question okay it's, but it's like <laughs> pulling a drawer out of a yeah no it's like cabinet. a drawer it's yeah. like a vacuum sealed drawer yeah it's, uh, it's a bad box choice, but mm. I, uh, I, this is the second time I played it. So Stacy and I played played it. You and I just played the same thing that she and I played. Um, pretty some a lot of similarities in terms of uh, what happened and, and some differences. Um, very different game. What was your what was your impression of of what we just played? I think it's, it's not a typical no. It's not even really a typical co op. Yeah, so it's it's a co-op where you you both have your own kind of private goals, and there's a kind of a higher level goal, right? Like that's the structure. Well, you're two people in a right in a romance, in a and you're trying to, you're trying to make it work. You're trying to make it work. You're trying to make it work. Yeah, I was a I was a pilot. Mm. I was a nerdy, very conservative, down to earth pilot, and you. I was a very greedy. What were my other my other attributes? They were good too. Uh, Task oriented. Parking attendant. Parking attendant. Which we had a lot of fun and with. It was <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, it was it was good. You know, it's uh it's fun, it's a little bit silly, it tries to be a little bit serious. It's a narrative like scene based. You're you're right. basically going back and forth playing scenes and mm, then and then choosing mm. with these little poker chips and then revealing for outcomes. It's kind of like uh it's like if you were playing a choose your own adventure but but kind of both reading the page and then you know, some, something happens. It's not that straight sort of uh, choose your own adventure, like go to page 182 right. style where it's, it's branch. It's more, you have a happiness meter and you're, you're both moving each other uh, and yourselves up and down on these six different uh, personality aspects mm-hmm. and, and you're going for those goals. Um, I, you, you seem to have, a. I think that there's some really cool stuff in terms of it has like, you know, secrets in the relationship and reactions. And some of the later cards are kind of cool in, in terms of like allowing you to change your personality traits. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a little contrived. Like Through head trauma. Head trauma or whatever. But you seem to have a little, you're, you seem a little frustrated at one point with not being able to match up your your traits well, with, with what you're trying to do. So, yeah. So I was, um, I was, I was greedy and I was, uh, I had all these attributes and then. The uh, the scenes, you know, your 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 choices in the scenes correlate to to the the attributes, right? Mm-hmm. So and, the attributes might be like extrovert, introvert, or curious, right? Or gentle, right? You know, things like that. But so so I was trying to swing things in the greedy direction, right? Um, and, and not always did I think that the actual interaction that we're having, right, uh-huh. would give me. Which color, so, which color was the greedy one? Oh God, I get them all confused. But but so, so there was a point at which um, you're trying to give me a 
uh, I mean, I did buy piece you a, of jewelry. I bought you a gold watch. You did buy me. I did get that out of you because yeah. of my greed. Right. Um, but <laughs> but you were trying to give me a piece of jewelry, and I couldn't take it. Was your it. birthday? I couldn't take it because it didn't. The the, the little symbols didn't line up, and I was okay. like, "That's." I'm trying to be consistent with my character. Yeah. Because my character would want the jewelry because that's valuable stuff. Right. 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 Yeah, but I had to insist on pizza. <laughs> I thought that was a little weird. It it uh, I was trying to be you know it's uh, I thought yeah, I, yeah. It, overall overall it's it's mostly it's mostly really good but there are a couple situations like that where sure. I didn't think those things lined up sure. well. It's kind of a fun playground. I mean, it's like a mm. it's a you know contemporary role playing type of game with with some scoring and mm. and some structure to it. But um, I thought it was kind of fun. What did you think of the the design notes that uh, about the guy that made it? And I, I I thought they were curious. I mean, he's yeah. just you know he's, he's a like, psychologist. Made it with his wife. Well, and kind of struggling to find something kind of tone and right and style wise that they could play together. Right. right. And uh, I don't I don't think our relationship was a romantic comedy. I, I wouldn't. I don't think he. I thought it was pretty funny. There were some funny bits, yeah. but I don't know if it would have made a movie. I mean, it was it was it was kind of tragic comedy. Right. Yeah. I mean, the part when I told the part when I told you my best friend died and you just completely ignored me. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it was a real. It felt a little callous. I thought it was real. I'm going to hold that real. against you. Now. I thought it was real. I um. So it 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 sounds a little more contrived than I think it is. Like I I you know just just hearing it described, I think it sounds kind of not gamey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a little more game-like than than that what do you mean by that well it just seems i don't know more experiency than like there's actual kind of gameplay and oh as if there was just some loose rule set right sort of role play within it right right right. like a fiasco game exactly yeah Yeah. no it's not like that no 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 it's 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 trending it's trending towards the 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 euro style game in small ways Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah with decent amount of structure so it's yeah, fun yeah and I th- it's also kind of neat to to see a something that's cooperative or semi-cooperative that isn't a puzzle like it's not a puzzle game you're not trying to figure out um you know the the most efficient way to do something right you're not you're not conspiring together to right. work through the most efficient way to kill the diseases or, or whatever so yeah exactly yeah but yeah. that, that that was kind of good. You you thought it was cute. I mean, I think it's. Uh, uh, oh, I guess we had a pretty good joke just around. My character was so conservative. It mm. just, you know, I would bring up all these things like let's change occupation or, you know, <laughs> let's have a nap in the woods or whatever, and and then I'd be like, no, not really. I don't want to do that. Well, yeah, I mean, so so <laughs> and I was I was so selfish and uh, <laughs> and I had all these kind of fun traits that I I you know it it made it hard to to go with the 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 rom-com vibe because it was there was a certain level of negativity <laughs> to, right. to conform to those traits but uh right. i don't know i can see you you've got a lot of options and a lot of space to play kind of different and, I, and ultimately styles, i mean i think a game should yeah. be fun and i think uh, i think this game is is pretty fun yeah I mean, no gonna, I think there's I a lot of space to just sort of have a good laugh together and once you get in the box it's it's a good once time. you get in the box pretty good yeah <laughs> cheese knives cheese not knives. included that's Fog of love. Some, so, yeah. Bring your own prying equipment to get the box open. Pretty good. Hopefully. Another one we got on the table is, uh, although I haven't played, but this was something I got you. Yeah. And you have played. I have. So talk about that a little bit. Oh, yeah. So we got Chronicles of Crime, um, which is kind of a hybrid 
uh, phone game slash board game. Okay. So you, you've got a board. and the, the It's con- a detective game. Ultimately. Yeah, the conceit is, is it's a detective game. Next season, noir. So there was a noir. I was joking earlier with him that there was a noir version. He's like, no, no, it's a regular detective. I'm like, next season is noir. Um, Wait, there's an announced sequel you're saying? Yeah, well, oh. there's more. Yeah, so you, you can kind of keep buying things and 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 downloading kind of more not seams oh. but scenarios and because the because the cardboard in the box is generic enough that they can just provide more digital content i think so you you cool. might have to buy so there's there's uh there's it, it's very very video gamey in the in the you know buy some dlcs um Got it's it. not clear to me if the noir portion is just buy a different thing and get new cards so what did you get in the box how many um, how many sessions or scenarios or cases whatever uh i think you get Three or four kind of total scenarios, probably. And you and your wife played one. Yeah, well, so we played the the intro, like learn the game thing, Got which it. is probably it took us longer than probably was reasonable. But uh, <laughs> did you did you solve it? Uh well, there's a kind of a percentage. So yeah, so yes, okay. We, yeah, we 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 got a C average or something along those lines. But okay. Um, yeah, so the, the, the basic scenario is you, you kind of start in Scotland Yard, and uh, you can go... You it's know, modern some, day, though. Modern this day. is not Sherlock. Yeah, yeah. Era, modern okay. day. Modern day Scotland Yard. Something happens, and you go investigate it. So you go to a scene, and you can look around. And it's, it's I would say, 60% a phone game. Okay. Like, pretty much everything you're doing is you're using your phone to look at things. Um, which is... Which is good and bad. It makes it a um, it makes it a little more tactile in certain ways, and mm-hmm. a little like harder to participate at times, right? Because, I was gonna say, did you like both just sit next to each other and? Kind well, of we just kind of handed the phone back and, and back and forth. So, so yeah. So the the first thing that happens, say, is someone gets murdered, and you go to the crime scene. You played this last night. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you go to the crime scene, and you uh, you look around, and by look around, you take the phone and you put it in kind of it's not really VR mode, but like turn the phone around and look at things. Gyroscope. Mode. Yeah, mode gyroscope type. mode. Yeah. And you look around the room and you identify things. And then you find cards correlating to things. So we we saw there was, you know, some food and there's like a food card, right? Right. So, um, and then you use the phone to select those things to inspect them. And then you also have the option of calling people back at Scotland Yard and asking them about things. And then as the, the scene goes along or as the, the game goes along, you move to different locations and there's different people at different locations. So what is the cardboard part? serve the what, card, what, what purpose does it serve it, it lets you um hold the things to scan with your phone That's, okay <laughs> okay uh and there's a little bit of um you have to decide kind of what there is in the scene to to look for so the there's no interactivity once you're kind of looking around the the visual space it's just like hmm i see a bunch of cats and i see a, a coffee cup or something so right? i mean at that point it's like a hidden macguffin it's a hidden macguffin game. thing okay. and you there's a little bit of kind of artificiality where you're you know you're looking at the list of cards that say things like you know tool <laughs> and you're like is a cup a tool you know mm. you're, you're you're doing that kind of translating between their kind of abstractions and the things that you're seeing on the scene um but then once you scan it it's like you have found the does hammer it, does it talk to you or is it all reading it's all reading it's all reading um which is I think kind of better uh, from, yeah. from the perspective of you can't both be holding the phone. Mm-hmm. So that gives the people something to do, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're reading off of the phone to the other people and then you're kind of paying attention. Whereas if it was just the phone kind of talking to you, it, yeah. I don't know. It, it, 
it uh it was it was pretty fun i was we, gonna say what was the fun fact like was it a good good uh, something you're like looking to try again? yeah so it 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 was fun. It was more um, activity ish. More um, uh, what's his name? What's the name? Sherlock Holmes consulting detective, detective, right? Yeah, but but was it like that or yeah, more more like that? Easier or what's that kind of difficulty? Because those I find oh, those... much easier, okay, much easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 kind of like the the consumer. I don't want to have to try. So this is more like Encyclopedia Brown level. Yeah. You know, maybe a little bit above Encyclopedia okay. Brown, but okay. but not much. Um, it was kind of reasonably straightforward, and and it's it's kind of King's Questy, right? Like there's things in around, and you have to figure out which things to look at, and then you oh, have okay. to combine. You kind of sort of have to combine things, right? Because you're asking people about other people, you're asking people about things, or you're mm-hmm. inspecting things and that sort of thing. So I, I had uh, seen a quote recently. I don't know who had it, but they said a, a, a game is problem solving and a and a puzzle is solution finding is meaning like, you know, there's, there's one solution and you must find it. And you know, it's really like, I got to find, you don't necessarily have to find them in ABC order, but you have to find A, B and C. Is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely a solution. Yeah. There's not, I mean, there's strategy in the sense of, you know, we just came to the scene. Who should we talk to? And, but did you get the order. sense you could have gotten the same information or evidence by going different routes or was it like, no, you had to go talk a to little bit. So, person. so we did have, we, we played it twice actually, cause we got stuck hmm. and then we tried to guess the ending at which point it ends and you kind of have to start over and, and go through the whole sequence again. So, um, we had different things happen at different scenarios. It, it, it really tries to push you along though. It, it, it's yeah. mostly kind of on rails, but there's a little bit of, um, we went to one location and someone just left after, mm-hmm. um, after we did two, a couple things and that one of the characters just left. And so, you know, you get to a scene, you get to a location, there's two people there. You're like, I will, I will question this person first. Right. Mm-hmm. But then one of them leaves. I see. Right. So you, there, there's a little bit of branching there, but the reality of, of kind of going through it again, it didn't have kind it. of a meaningful structure. How would you compare? You played one of the unlock games and I know that was difficult this is like i assume this was more fun uh yeah it was it was more fun i, I there, there's a certain level of 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 uh exasperation to the unlock things that i don't think this really had i mean we did get stuck at one point but it right. was um like the the unlock thing sometimes i'm just like are you serious yeah you know like yeah, like yeah really like preposterousness yeah <laughs> I, I, I mean we kind of got to the end of this and we didn't I, it wasn't clear to me whether or not we were done investigating things and uh-huh. we just missed something or not. Um, but I think we, we were, so, cool. I mean, it, it, it's fun. It's, it's, um, so interesting, interestingly enough, there's like a, a little meta list on mm. BGG of sort of the, a lot of the bigger name reviewers, the people who have a lot of traffic, et cetera. And it didn't make anyone's number one game, but it was on the most lists. Huh. So a lot of different reviewers like really put this forward as, you know, this is a good family game sort of in this genre. It's not too niche or too difficult. Right. Um, but it's nobody's greatest game, but, it, you know, definitely like, you know, it, it seems like a, like almost kind of a gateway-ish sort of game is the sense I'm getting into this type of, of a puzzle game. Yeah, right? like, it's not bad, yeah. right? But it's not like transcendent, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it's fun, mm-hmm. you know. It, it's um, you know there there's a little bit of kind of getting over the I'm going to stand and stare at my phone at the table right. sort of thing, right? Um, which is a little bit awkward, but 
in general, I, I like it is it is it is kind of fun to go through that sequence. It's not particularly like replayable, or, right. or you know, it's not it's not something like that that um, you know people I think are going to be like this is the best thing ever, and they're gonna they're gonna do every weekend because there's just a really limited amount of content and 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 replayability. But it is for what it is, it's pretty fun, right? So in terms of, of, you know, someone else who maybe wanted to play something like this with their family, you know, detective thing, how would you, how would you rank Sherlock Holmes, consulting detective, time stories, chronicles of crime and unlock, which, which are the, which what, are what, the, what is my, what is my metric? Right. Because, well, someone, someone who they're not, not gamers, more kind of just, you know, how much, how much family. time do they have? Well, it's like, it's like a, we're going to do something as a family for a game right. night type of thing where, you know, we do something together and kind of everyone can play. Maybe they have teenage, you know, like I'm not talking, obviously not little kids aren't going to like six year olds aren't going to help play a game like this, but I don't know. I, so I, I know, I know time stories is your thing, but I, I feel like that you, more people have a chance to be kind of engaged in time, in time stories, stories. Um, where, you know, if you have, you know, four people here, you're all just like handing each other the phone and, and right. reading things to each other. And I don't. Whereas at least with consulting detectives, someone can look at the paper right, or right. look at the map. Yeah. Maybe up to four of you. And yeah. after that, it gets a little crowded. Yeah. But there's a lot of effort. Like, I feel like there's, that's a pretty effortful game, right? Like a, a yeah. mentally effortful game. Right. And time consuming kind of. Right. It's something. You're not, we, you're not half-assing consultant detective, right? Like you're paying attention or you're not doing anything. <laughs> right, and if that was really your jam, like you could go open one of those up and just sort of leave it, you know, somewhere in your house and think about it for 3 days if you for, wanted. Yeah, for for weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of try and, to puzzle through it. Was you wouldn't do that. This is more of No, a, this, this, this is this is cool. this is an evening. And like like I said, we went through the original kind of basic here's how you learn the game scenario and do a couple things. Cool. Uh well maybe you yeah. can Bring, it would work with four of us, I assume. Yeah, we could okay. try. We could try. It. Cool. Yeah, as long as you, you know, the expectation is someone's staring at the phone. Well, maybe the, the phone, iPad would be a little bit bigger surface. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that works. Yeah. yeah, we could try that. We'll find out. Cool. So, uh, Chronicles of Crime. Looking forward to seeing a little bit more of that. Awesome. Um, and then the other uh, tabletop we were uh, thinking a little bit about playing. We we're talking about playing was uh, Betrayal Legacy. So there's not mm. too much to talk about, but. Um, that is a legacy game, another Rob Davio game, uh, like Risk Legacy, Pandemic Legacy, uh, that is based on a prior game, Betrayal at House on the Hill, which has been around for quite a while. Um, I'm not a fan of, so I was very hesitant about it. It's very much like, you know, a Scooby-Doo, like people enter a haunted house and haunted house things happen, right? And then at some point, uh, something changes in the game, some event gets triggered, and all of a sudden, you know, Joey's a werewolf, and we got to kill Joey, and he's trying to kill us. Or right, you're right. And there's this random book of like haunts, like 50 different things. That's the base game. What's cool about this, and what I've heard people say, really makes this transcendent in the way that Pandemic Legacy is transcendent to Pandemic. Um, is that you rep- each of you represent a family in this haunted house. And so when you're finding the gun, it might've been like your grandfather's gun. Right. And there's this whole kind of story. It's not just like, Oh, I found a baseball bat, you know? Yay. Which is sometimes how like the Eldritch horror, like Arkham horror games feel. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, I found this random thing or I got this in right. the shop and it has no meaning. So it tries to put a little more, you know, Narr- backstory yeah. in the same way with the fog of love game where it's putting some, something behind 
just a thing that you know lets you shoot a bullet or, or swing a bat or you right. know get plus one attack. Right? right, a little more story. So, um, I've heard some people rave about the experience, and they've even said that they played it and they would have just played through that campaign again. You know, like gone again. So that was hmm. pretty cool. So you know, we had the legacy thing going. We've been doing that for a while. Can you believe that we play of legacy one and two pandemic? We played over 35 games of that. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, wow. Cause pandemic season one was 17 and season two, we did 19. Jeez. I know. Like when you put it all together, I was like, it's a lot of games. Well, it's a lot of, I mean, it's fun. Cause I mean, that's it's a lot, lot of the same games. Yeah. Yeah. And we, uh, you know, we, we have our, our group of, of five of us th- that do that. This game actually plays five and you know, it's just kind of a, a fun thing to kind of keep coming back to because you learn the rules and it's not like you have, I like it because it's not like oh it's another teach a new game or something and, and everyone feels some investment in it right, so I'm right. pretty hopeful for that I've also thought about playing that with um, uh, a different game group of mine but I'm hope I, you know you really need to have a consistent group for these things to succeed and so we clearly have demonstrated that so yeah <laughs> I think we'll be I think we'd be good so yeah that's some of the stuff on uh on the table i've been doing a lot of trading and stuff i feel like of all the trading and selling i've been doing i f- might have found my first uh got ripped off experience oh no yeah yeah or, we'll we'll see um might have to edit this by the time it comes oh geez, out. No, oh, geez. Was, no no the trade i sent it off and this guy's just not you know it's like the trade was on monday and then I sent my thing on Tuesday. Right. And when he was supposed to send, he's like, oh, I'll get it out. He's like, you know, you're the man. I'll send it out Tuesday or Wednesday at the latest. Right. And so then Wednesday night comes. I'm like, hey, do you have the, you send it out? He's like, oh, I'll do it, you know, tomorrow for sure. And then it was, <laughs> oh, I sent it out Thursday and I'll get you the tracking number on Friday and silence. Still silent. So I'm definitely getting that spidey sense of, uh, yeah. I'm getting yanked around here. So I guess it happens. I had, I had an eBay experience like that one time, yeah. which, uh, it turned out guy was a long haul trucker and he could never get back near anything. And it was, yeah. you know, I was like swearing at this guy, one of my computer screens. But there's something. a difference between radio silence and, and just sort of yeah, like, yeah, 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 you yeah. know what I mean? That, yeah. Like this person's responding, but yeah. I get the feeling that they're just yanking my chain. Yeah. So, well, you know, that's what happens. That's, the stakes are pretty low. The modern, the modern world. Sometimes you lose twenty bucks to a ripoff exactly. gamer in the world. That's how it goes. Um, so console games. Yeah, what have you been? What have you been playing? I uh, over the break or over over the uh, the holiday season, I played the heck out of Subnautica. Was um, that was that what you spent? Um, most of yeah like, like before the holidays like the days off time. yeah the yeah. before the holidays i and and then kind of deep into the holidays i played a good chunk so you, of so that you went vegetative vegetative and, in that game and explored it's um, the oceans yeah so it was kind of originally a, a a pc game that they did a bunch of iterations on what is it what uh well what who are you yeah so you are on a, a giant spaceship that uh crashes mysteriously crashes into a planet um so you're 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 going somewhere and then something terrible happens to the spaceship and it crashes into this ocean world um and so you're alone in a life pod and and um i guess it is a survival game as opposed to a survival horror game mm-hmm. it is a survival game where you're just in a life pod and the game starts and you're in a life pod and the life pod's on fire <laughs> And it just crashed in the ocean and you have nothing. Uh, and so you have to kind of quickly grab a fire extinguisher, 
put the life pod out and then life pod. I mean, this is something you can be yeah, yeah, in yeah, so you're, that you're, has you're, oxygen you're, for you. You're in like a, a like an eight foot diameter space. Okay. Uh, and you're floating, this light pod is floating on the surface of an ocean. I see. Where you can breathe, you know. It's not an unfriendly, mm-hmm. you know, ni- nice standard temperature pressure, you know. But it's water world. Water world. Okay. Um, at least where you are, as far as you, as far as, as far as you know. Um, and so what you can do initially in the game is you can kind of climb up um, out of the top of the pod and look around. You can see the the hulk of the crashed enormous spaceship burning mm-hmm. uh, maybe a, a click or two away from you. But this is an open world game. This is an open world game. So this is not like you, uh, the opening cutscene in like a... No. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. A, a, a Tomb Raider. Or a, right. Okay. Open world game. You know, you crash and then this is what you're doing, right? Okay. Um, and so <clears throat> you, you essentially don't have anything uh, except there's a like a little 3D printer inside the pod. And the 3D printer says, hey, I can do these things, but I have 3D printer head trauma, so I only remember how to do these like really small, minuscule number of things. That's the second time you mentioned head trauma. Well, it's it's today. such a it's such a <laughs> I used to my my first novel I was working on, everyone reamed me because I used has head trauma too often and now I'm I'm scarred. Um <laughs> as a as a as a narrative trope. But when your computer gets head trauma, I find it very dumb. Um because anyway. Uh, yeah, so you have a little 3D printer, and what is this like a HAL style computer? Like, no, or, no I mean, it's, it's just it, a 3D it's just, printer, it's just like a thing, and it's, it's like, thing. what do you okay. want me to do? Okay, you got here's your menu, press but a it button, but it doesn't, it doesn't talk it, to it, you. It, no, well, so there's also a radio, okay, eventually. Well, so you, you start essentially with nothing, and it's been you know two months or whatever since I started at the beginning of this game, um, and you're slowly starving to death, right, and you're thirsty. Right, and so now you have to go figure out how to get water and food, so you can swim around. There's a there's a o- opening in the top. So of this the is also a salt water world. There's a salt water world. You can't drink the ocean. Right. Yeah, that'd be too easy. Right. So, but there's it's the great irony of life. <laughs> Surrounded by water, not a drop to drink. Yeah. Um. So step one is you figure out, hey, you can catch the fish, and then you can take the fish back to the little 3D printer, and the 3D printer will laser them, and then you've cooked fish, and you can eat those cooked fish. Uh Um, What you quickly learn is that if you cook the fish and let it sit for a while, it rots, (laughs) and its its health benefits dwindle down to negative. Okay. Right? Um, And so you're... It's kind of it's kind of frustrating because you're constantly like I have to go get food. I have to go get food. But I have to just go get to water. cut to the end here, you played this game for dozens of hours. Uh probably a hundred hours. A hundred yeah, hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. like, so, so something in, end, in this game hooked you. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're building things. So like, once you get past this, you know, you you build things with the 3D printer that lets you build other things, and then you're building. Because like, what you described did not sound like something I'd want to play no, for a hundred hours. No, it was hours. obnoxious. Yeah, so, that so, so there's some kind of there's some <laughs> frustrating. So you have to breathe too, obviously. So you're tell underwater. me the good part. So the good part is eventually you can you can kind of transition through this, and there's there's kind of a tech tree of stuff, right? That of you course, can build yes. uh, and you can explore. So there's, there's a kind of a construction and exploration. But I mean, is this, is this really just like a farming simulator in the end? I mean, it's, it's, is it? Well, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much I want to give up oh, the, the, okay. the reveal, the, gotcha. the twists and turns. Gotcha. Right. But you know, there are like little submarines eventually that you can build okay. and under, under, under the ocean, uh, you know, structures, 
that you can build and you can live in so the, and you can park your submarine. So the game and you can does things to break the grind. Yeah. Well, That's so the, yeah, yeah, it's okay. not you don't just go stab fish and then cook them in your <laughs> little your little burner, right? And then there's a lot of uh, events that occur. So one of the first things that you build is a radio, and you start getting transmissions from the other people who've you know crashed their escape pods around. Um, and then you go do some exploration and you now find these, all these broken. Now, obviously, these pods. transmissions aren't like you know scripted Firewatch style transmissions, right? I mean, they're. Uh, well, you don't talk to them. You just receive. So you just get. But are they like, are they like random quests that you're doing? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Like they're, okay. they're not very random either, but they're like, you know, enormous... they're setting milestones of the game to move, to move it forward. Right. So you don't right. just stab fish all day. You don't stab fish all day. You're exploring. So one of the things you do initially is you go look for these other pods where people have crashed and you're getting kind of narrative from the things that you find in the pods, little notes, people have left, or recordings in their little holo recorder. Was games. it a was it a collect them all style game? Like, did you have to, you know, did it have some checklist or? Um, kind of, sort of, okay. yeah. Like check. So what? There's. I was just trying to understand, like what what kept you coming back the the well so building building your little structures under this it's, it's, like, it's a little building it's a little minecrafty it's okay. a little explorationy right like you go places and you discover new things right there's caves and there's different there's, oh, cool. there's um a couple dozen different uh, uh, regions, right? So Ecosystems. Played, but I haven't in this played game. No Man's Sky. But is it like generated like that? No, no. no it's all it's, it's all, all it's all static. So like, so if I played the game, I would find the same caves that you found. Correct. Got it. Correct. Okay. Correct. But you may like. There's a. I think there's a certain level of randomness. So there's things that will get you right. Mm-hmm. Like there are kind of different levels of predators. Uh, like initially, you start in the the safe shallows, and it's it's a um, I, I, one of the things that really is irksome about the game is the physics is really bad. So if you do any of the scuba diving things that you do in this game, you would be dead very, very, <laughs> very quickly. Uh, cause you're constantly, Note, not a yeah, scuba training do not, simulator. Do not go from a hundred meters underwater to the surface in, you know, right. 20 seconds. I'm surprised that they made that, it's, that arcade. <laughs> you know. Well, everything's in meters and you're like, is this meters really? Um, but yeah, so it's 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 very exploration. You can build your own stuff. There are different modes of the game. So the mm. default mode is survival, where you have to worry about your breathing and you have to worry about like Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. And but there is a creative mode sure, where you can okay. just build all the things. And you so, know, so what I'm getting is it's a lot of it is uh, so, sort of a, a campaign of a Minecraft style game in water, right? Cause the, the bases you're building are freeform building. It's not like, Oh, I got level three base. Like you actually made the rooms and such. Uh, like, did you get to decide the structure and like, mm, really, really limited. Like each okay. room is defined ahead of time. Oh, and, and okay. So it's not like you're building things out of bricks. You're it's, not building things out of yeah, bricks. Yeah. Okay. But you can build kind of some obnoxiously complicated structures if you want. Um, really it's, there's a kind of a story that you're following along and gotcha. you're kind of progressing through kind of figuring out what happened. Like, why did the ship crash? And then, Hey, it looks like they're actually, you know, mini micro spoiler. Like there have been other ships that have crashed here and like why and what happened and what can you do about it? And, okay. Hey, I'm stuck so, on this planet. So, so, so this so, building and discovery loop. It has a, has a, has a, has a, not a telos, uh, has a, what's the word? Has an objective, right? Like yeah. you're moving the narrative along, right. but it's very, very kind of discovery. Hey, I wonder what this is sort of oriented. So there's, there's some serendipity of like, Hey, I just found this thing. Yeah. Um, and there's a definite tech tree 
to kind of keep you in the progression. So depth is a really important thing, right? You can only go so deep initially and then each kind of craft or whatever you, you build has its own kind of constraints of mainly depth of how deep it can go. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, you know, initially you're at, you know, 20 feet, that kind of range. And then eventually you're at the kind of kilometers deep, right? Like, okay. so you have the, the different ecosystems, right. With different and sorts like of plants. Really cool looking. Yeah. Fish and, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some of them are friendly. Some of them are funny. Some of them are monstrous and try to eat your stuff and right. destroy so that, the really expensive. So I'm sure submarines. there's some sort of like little encyclopedia book where you like can go look up all the fish you found or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Well, and you had you uh, you know you plants can, too. You built a yeah, yeah, plants and yeah. you you know I had a I had a little underwater little little farm. So I had a little farm for different kinds of plants for different different. Yeah, utility. it definitely sounded like there was some farming because yeah, I, yeah. I was like you know it sounded like a little Stardew Valley in a way. Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. kind of, you know that same not as social obviously right, but, but that same loop of of what it's pulling you back in. So well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So while you were talking about that, I was thinking about a different type of experience I was contrasting. I was playing Moonlighter. So the, 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 the hook of Moonlighter, this is, I played this on the switch. So I was able to bring this along over break. I played it on the plane and, you know, I really found the, the, what's the right word. The, the no, value is not the right word, but the, why the switch is exciting. This is the first time I really made it as a portable right. thing outside right. of the house. I'm like, Oh, this is amazing. I can play like, you know, not just phone games, but like real full on console games, you know, and these Joy-Con controllers, like we're playing Mario Kart, like I'm playing with my son, like on the plane, right? Which is, you know, yeah, that's, a, that's really, really cool. We just, you know, put the little stand, set it up on your tiny little, <laughs> tiny little tray that you get. Um, and you're on, we were on Frontier, I think when we were playing. So you, you get a very, <laughs> very little tray because they're not giving you any food on Frontier. Mm. Um, and it was great. But anyway, this game Moonlighter. I had read good reviews about it, but in retrospect, I'm not sure why I thought I should play this game <laughs> because, <laughs> because I don't like grindy games. And this game is not, this game like is like, we're, this is not just a dungeon grind. This is also a shop simulator grind. And somehow I thought the two of those things together would be more fun. I don't know. I don't know why I, I thought that I played it a lot. Uh, I don't know. Shop, shop simulator, like you're selling things or yeah, like so, shop class. Right. So rather than just being like a shop game where you, you know, are, I, I've never played that type of a game where you're just setting up shop and people come in and you're expanding your shop with new shelves or what. <laughs> I've never played a solid game. I played way more of the dungeon grindy games, right? So it's like you go to the dungeon and rather than just coming back and selling the stuff to the shop owner to buy new weapons, right? instead you're taking them and you're putting them up for sale in your store. And expanding your store. Hmm. So by day, you're running this store, and then the night game loop is you're going to the dungeon nearby, hmm. and you're trying to unlock that. The problem I had with it is there's really no story, and it's just like, okay, you start off in the, I don't know, the swamp, whatever, some type of environment dungeon. Then you go to the desert one. Then you right. go, and it's like the, the skins change on things, but the way you play in the stuff you're collecting, it's just like, okay, now I'm in dungeon two. So everything is multiplied by 10 and there's different skins on the monsters I'm fighting. Right. And there's not, it doesn't have the equipment. I'm not looking for necessarily like Diablo style equipment where you're right. making real choices, but it's really like, the, Oh, do I want the sword or the spear? And do I want the level one, one or the level two ones? Right. It's really basic. The numbers just keep changing. And the numbers like, just keep changing and there's yeah. really no, 
difference in, in kind of what you're doing and there's no story driving it forward. And I'm totally at a loss. Like I said, I put quite a bit into it cause I was into the initial <laughs> thing. But once I realized that once I got past that, that hurdle of mm-hmm. like, okay, I've, I thought like I'll unlock some new stuff. And it was like, all I got was a shop assistant to like, I was like, this is lame. I, I just, I didn't understand yeah. how this game got mid eighties on Metacritic. It kind of uh. bothered me. Um, so that was Moonlighter. Not, not a fan. I definitely uh, put that one down and and wouldn't recommend it unless you just absolutely love grind times grind because that's really what it felt like. There's definitely better games out there for um for that style of graphics. It's got the you know the nice old retro graphics stuff that I like, but and then kind of the one that I have found as a winner mm. uh, that I'm playing now a whole bunch. And this is this one I heard. Uh, Jason, another Jason, Jason Trier on the Kotaku split screen podcast mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. raving about was uh, CrossCode. It sounds like at first when he said, oh, I'm playing CrossCode, I'm like, it sounded like a crossword puzzle game or something. I'm like, you know what I mean? It sounds, yeah. it doesn't sound interesting at all. Um, or like, you know, pick cross or, you know, something, something like that. But this is a really cool, it's got like Super Nintendo style hmm. graphics. I told you a little bit about it before. The The conceit of it is that you know, it's got this like uh, you are playing an MMO, but it's a single player game. So the other characters in the game are as if they were other players like, oh, I have to log off now or, or, you know, that that type of thing. And it's got a lot of the MMO tropes in terms of like the quests and the starter area, like, oh, this is the newbie area. And, you know, other people challenging you to duels as if they were real people, but they're not. Um, it's definitely got a little bit of a grind to it, but it's got a lot more space in which to explore and like, oh, I'm going to be able to come back here later. And it's got all these little like, you know, wink of the eye nods, these things like you find some area you can't get to. And someone's like, oh, I'll bet, I'll bet they, the game devs did that so that we can come back here later. Like everything is very meta knowledge mm-hmm. about game design mm-hmm. and it's, it's making all these jokes about that. So if you've played a lot of those, those types of games, that's a good humor to it. Cause it's, it's so self-aware is really right. what it is. It's, it's such a self-aware game. Um, and you know, as you go, it's fairly open in what you can, uh, do the, the actual, how you move through the game is very like old school Zelda. Like, you know, you go to the top of the screen and the screen comes down and, and, you know, you're on that next rectangular screen, right. Um, you know, top down and you have a party, uh, you know, I just have like one other person with me, but you're making, you get a lot of choices around your character skills and kind of how you want to play, which is, which is pretty fun. And the the best part about it, I think, is just that it's like loading the game up. I'm playing this on my Mac, mm-hmm. so I'm playing this on Steam. Like to go from I want to play the game to I'm in the game is less than 15 seconds. Right. It's super fast. It's just like bam, which is you know like it's there, and then the game is really responsive. Like I'm pl- I'm playing it with an Xbox controller on a Mac on a Mac. Yeah. yeah. So you got to get a little emulator program or whatever for that to work, but it works flawlessly. And it's hmm. just, the controls are super responsive. Um, and it, the combat is really smooth and it's satisfying. And it's just like, you just kind of want to keep coming back. Cause there'll be a lot of, you know, it's like I said, it's got the quests and all that sort of grindy stuff, but the graphics are cute. The story's cool. And, and the combat's fun hmm. and, and you feel like you have some choice in how you, you play. So that's definitely what I was looking for in Moonlighter. Like that, yeah. type of thing and and i really felt like i found it in uh in crosscode and I mean, i've probably played i don't know four or five hours of it so mm-hmm. getting there i mean you know a bit but um i haven't looked like i try to always avoid like 
looking anywhere to see how many chapters or how many things are in this game, just so that, you know, I just kind of, I like that whole exploration part. So kind of leave that as an unknown. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, I think that that's a good one. Cross code. Definitely having fun with it. Are you still playing Subnautica? Um, I'm not really. So I, um, <clears throat> I got through, I got through the main campaign. I did, I did a little bit of, uh, playing around in the, the creative mode and building four million mile tall buildings and that sort of thing. What'd you have on earlier? today like we're uh, today that, uh nothing i just turned it on i was i was contemplating doing a little trying of of hitman 2 which i've did you, did you buy it i did i i've started i've done a little bit of the here's how to play the game thing i think there's there's a little bit of um you have to not have to but uh there's a little bit of kind of understanding what kind of game this is and what like how this works sure initially that that is like you must have played Hitman One, and I'm like, and I haven't played Hitman One. I no. have no, I have no cultural context for Hitman. Right. Um, but uh, so far, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see what happens when you get it because I think, you know, it's not tone wise. I think you know you were saying it's maybe not something that would have appealed to you, but it it seems to be like a very very puzzly kind of right. open creative puzzly sort of game in a way that a lot of these games a, lo- a lot of the things that we play aren't uh-huh. um which is it's it's interesting so so i would have thought that it was so I, my understanding is that it's more of an episodic game i would have thought it was some more you know like um without knowing much about the the franchise like more of a grand theft auto style thing like this right. open world where you play a hitman and you get contracts and but it's not like that at all, from my understanding. But I've never yeah, played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from 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 my brief brief experience, it's more you replay right scenarios the thing. to have kind of a different kind of puzzle, essentially puzzle experiences. And right? it's and it's really problem solving. It's not just yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. one way to no. to do what you're doing. No, no. So it's um it's really open and interesting that way and then it's, it's got to be a really hard game to build right right like yeah. uh reminds me of like uh, did you ever play scribble knots no but you know what i'm talking about no i remember the name but so in, in scribble knots uh it's a platformer game mm-hmm. but you can you have the ability to you know you want a ladder oh just write ladder and you have a ladder so it has a vocabulary <laughs> of objects that you can just say that's what you want right and then you you get it right <laughs> and so that's it's pretty neat because you have so much open-ended um like literally you just snap your fingers and right you know you can have a plate or you know you want an apple say apple right, right. and it's kind of cool I, very hard, i don't know how you build something like that though well you it, building it's easy making an actual playable game well making it, right? it fun right yeah making yeah. it fun is is really impressive yeah right. so that's i'm i'm excited for that what i'm really excited for is one of my favorite games of all time resident evil 2 the remake is in comes out in a week or two on the console land so that's, you, were, you were puzzled by what i showed you with the the demo what did you show me the demo? The th- oh oh it's like 30 minutes long yeah the you demo could, for it is 30 minutes long and you, it's not that the demo's 30 minutes long. They give you a hard limit of 30 minutes to play the demo, right. and then it you cannot be played anymore. You can't replay it for another Nor can you minutes. re-download it. Yeah. It's, Unless, I guess, if you like reset your it, it, it's, console. I, I need to go get it and set aside a time to go 
try it because it's it it make just sure feels you've like gone one of those the things, bathroom you know well it just feels like one of those things where they're like make a demo eh we'll just give them the whole game and lock it down for 30 minutes man that's easy you know no like, i think there's an actual end to the demo there's an end to the demo i believe so Interesting. because the, in the instructions it says if you finish you can replay but only up to 30 minutes so weird. I don't get it. Yeah. So like I say, maybe there's like some thing where they, they're giving everybody 30 minutes, and if you actually solved it, they store that, and then you get some maybe magical yeah. widget for that's, being so awesome as to have solved the demo. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm, I want you to get the demo to, to try it and tell me yeah. why you think it's 30 minutes. No, I will. I'm, I'm irrationally excited about this. It's like the only game I think I've pre-ordered for many years at this point. Yeah. So... I'm sure it'll be terrible and I'll be sad. You pre-ordered from PlayStation. Where? Yeah, the download. Oh, you download like on the store. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, yeah. Did you like save five bucks or something like that? I don't think so. Oh, I just think it's like here, take my money. It's one of those. <laughs> oh, pre-orders are so horrible, but um, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a pre-order thing where you get an extra skin so you can look slightly different for someone's entertainment i don't know i always feel like i'm collecting dolls when it's like wouldn't you like another skin i'm like no i want to play the game you crazy people when you were were talking a bit about uh, hitman 2 and like trying to figure out what type of game it is it got me thinking about you know going back into an arcade when i was you know 12 or 13 or whatever and you go into the arcade and be like what type of game right i mean there was a uh there was a boundary around what type of game things were and it was Mm -hmm. it was immediately obvious what type of game Mm -hmm. something was I'm primarily through just almost looking at the controls, right? What buttons there were, right? Like some, like, you know, you centipede. Whoa. Well, well, yeah. I mean, most things will start off with a joystick, like Pac-Man or, you know, Don Kong. You might have a jump button. Mm-hmm. And then they added the jump button. Then right? there's six, six buttons. You're like, Hmm, fight game. Well, they, well then they're like Qbert. Oh, we're going to make it diagonal. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> Tempest, we're going to give you a dial. <laughs> right. So you just sort of look at the, the UI of the controls and it's like, Oh, this is a different style of game. Um, or you'd walk in. I remember the first time Stellar I saw seven. Dragon's Lair. Right? Yeah, Dra- like Dragon's the, Lair. The Laserdisc experience. Like, what is what is this, right? And nowadays, you get a game. Like, if I, I've never played, like, a Dark Souls game. If I were to get oh, that. God. No, if I were to get that, I would. it would take me so long to understand that, like, yeah, it's supposed to be this way. Yeah, like, no, I, I I did that. I bought that without context. I'm like, oh, this this looks interesting. And then I was like immediately murdered by like the three little pigs or something. And Dark Souls 2. <laughs> and I'm like, this is dumb. Why do I? This is dumb. Well, so. you, my my point is is that we nowadays to to get into to get into games, it would be so intimidating to have no context for past games of what oh yeah you're getting into. Well, there's, there's I mean, pr- like you get into a Zelda game, it's like there's the certain tropes of playing a Zelda game that you know you're going to have to go through and you're going to have to get all the little spoon feedings and, and build up your skills. And you know, it's been that f- since the beginning. Well, so there's a lot of cultural context and there's a lot of like just history that's built up. Right. Right. Of what um, fans expect of that style. Of game. Right. Right. Or, or a particular line of games like resident evil or, or, or anything or right? Civ. You are going to start off or with Civ. a settler yeah, yeah. in the middle of I, it's even the controls though. Cause I think it's funny. I mean, it's maybe it's not funny. I think it's 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 interesting how disjointed it is for you to try to start being a PlayStation person from being an Xbox person, <laughs> and you're like, circle, which one's circle? And right. I'm like, you know, circles. It's that one. It's the one that you usually use to go backwards. Well, even between Xbox and Switch, they the Xbox A is at the bottom of the diamond of buttons, right? And that's the um, 
the accept, the right. confirm. Right. Whereas on the switch, the A and the B, the meaning of them are it, backwards. it's backwards, <laughs> right? Um, so so just even it's not even a matter of the hint on the screen of right. telling you what button to hit. It's it's the feel of what should be where right. is in the wrong place. But that I've actually adjusted to easier than them telling me to hit the triangle, which I was like I the X, like what is the X? I can't. <laughs> Um, which is, that was another, just to reference the same podcast, it was the same episode, actually the same, uh, Kotaku split screen, uh, episode where, uh, Kirk was talking about trying to, uh, make that transition. And he said it, he's a musician. He said, it's like trying to transpose to a different instrument in a different key and just being like, oh, that's a C's, but this is, this instrument's a G, you know, and like changing what your brain is thinking. And until you do it a lot, it, there's a lot of mental cost there. And, and absolutely. I mean, that's why I think I'm enjoying CrossCode. So I, when I first started playing it, I was playing with just, you know, ASD, mm-hmm. W moving around and, and you're like, I can plug up an Xbox. No, no. What happened was, and I was playing with the mouse and I was like, all right, I'll do this because I know it's going to be a whole bunch of stupid technical hoops to jump through to get my controller to work on mm-hmm. this. And I don't really want to deal with that. So I'll just play it this way and see how it goes. So I played it that way. And then I got to some part in sort of the whole, you know, rigmarole of the training things of like learning you know, how these games are like, you know, now I will show you how to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And I could not do the thing where you, with the mouse and the keyboard, I couldn't do the thing where you keep the aim on the the monster while dashing around. Right. Right. right I right. couldn't because you needed with the magic mouse, you had to like hit the left and the right button, but there is no left and right, right button on the magic mouse. <laughs> and the like, so I could physically not, I could physically not do what I needed to do to <laughs> effectively play the games. I'm like, Oh hell. Uh, so I, I first I went to go get the PS4 controller because I had read that the DualShock Pro would be more compatible. Yeah, yeah. It would just work, but it didn't. <laughs> the game's in HTML5, oddly enough, which is sort of interesting. Like huh. That's what it's written in. Huh. Um, so then I was like, all right, I'll go Google how to use a, an Xbox One controller. And it was like, go get this you know, program. And it totally just worked. And hmm. it was like, bam. And, it, and now I'm just like, all right, now I can actually play action games on my Mac. Because this is how I want to play them. I don't want to play with mouse and keyboard, which I'm sure will horrify some people. But um, what whatever, you're, whatever you're, whatever yeah. you're, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it was kind of kind of fun. But it's been it's been good. We had a little break. I realize this has been two years. We've been yeah. We've been uh, podcasting now. There you go. This month. It's kinda this cool. month. Yeah, it was January 2017. Okay. Crazy. Yeah. So I don't know. Kind of cool, been enjoying it just uh, ever since we, you know, I mean, I've been enjoying the, all the all the game chatter and stuff, and I don't know, we've had an opportunity to play some some things we might not have played together as well. Like, <laughs> I don't know that we would have played Fog of Love together Aww. if we, well, I mean, probably, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. I probably would not have come over and been like, let's, like hey, I've got this romantic, I've comedy, got this romantic game. comedy game. You're going to love it. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Well, cool. Hopefully, uh, maybe next time we'll be talking about Betrayal Legacy and how our Chronicles of Crime went, if I got to play. And uh, you can talk some more about Hitman 2. Excellent. Let's take it easy. See ya. Context Free is a contrarian content production. Find out more information at contextfree.fm along with our show notes. Our theme music is Chocolate and Cocaine by Lorenzo's Music. Find out more about Lorenzo's Music at lorenzosmusic.com.